morning. Now I'm going to get out of the way. God is pretty awesome, isn't he? But he didn't make eyeballs in the back of my head, so I have to look both ways. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to get lost. This was um, this was due a few months ago, but um, you had some great things going on here, so they asked if I could change the date, and I said, sure. So it seems appropriate today that God has brought this about. Tanzania is a far place away. Dear Father, Today I ask that you will transport us to a different place. A place that we don't see with our eyes, but see with our hearts. I pray that you will turn our eyes to Jesus. And whatever we see in front of us, the pictures the stories. May we hear and see Jesus telling us just how much he loves us. We thank you for all that you do for us that we don't know and will never know until we reach heaven. So now we say thank you for that and everything else. In Jesus' name, amen. It's an acacia tree. This is on the hill opposite the lower campus at Kibadula in Tanzania. It's quite impressive. I took many, many pictures of it, and I think this is the best one. Okay, we'll see. There we go. Uh, The journey started, I believe, in Chicago. I was dropped off by a friend. From there, it went through JFK and Zurich, Switzerland, and Nairobi, Kenya, and ended up here. This is Dar es Salaam on the eastern edge, right on the ocean in Tanzania. This is the international airport. And no, the picture negative isn't flipped backwards. They were brought up on the wrong side of the ocean, influenced by the other English folks. They drive on the left side of the road. And this is the first place of residence, I got to say the first night. This is actually a YMCA in the middle of Dar es Salaam. Um, I don't know, second or third floor, quite nice, rather pleasant. Not a lot of sound because there's not a lot of electricity going on at night. Um, A generator will kick in every now and then. But um, it was a long flight, so I was good, good to sleep. And this is my first meal in Africa. At the YMCA, they've got a little little place down there, and it's actually like a diner. People can come in from the streets, and they do. They have breakfast, they have lunch and stuff. So this is my meal. Um, that was a, a pancake, I think, but it's, it's, it's an egg. It's a fried egg. piece of bread, a little butter, a little jelly on the side, and some watermelon. So 
That was my first uh, introduction to Tanzanian food. I had to go halfway around the world for that. <laughs> uh, but my friends, they picked me up that day. That uh, picked me up at the airport. And the um, whole family was there. They have two daughters, two sons. And they were kind of on vacation. Um, the Rosses, they're from South Carolina, I think. South or North Carolina. They, um, they were doing errands for people. Whenever somebody goes to Dar es Salaam, it's a 10-hour drive, so they do errands for everybody else in the, on campus and go find this, go find that, da, 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 da. That, and they had their sights set on a water park for the kids, a little vacation for the kids. But this is the first place we stopped. The, the, the shop is no wider than the, the backside of this guy standing there and this other guy on the right side of him. That's as big as it gets. It's maybe eight feet deep. But they're making cane juice, and it is quite good. So it's 500 shillings for a glass of cane juice, 33 cents, a bargain at any price. So that was the start of the day through Dar es Salaam. Um, this is later in the day. This is, um, you see the red lights in the back of the cars, traffic jam, inner city, about rush hour at this point in time. But um, th- there's, you can see the modernization there. Um, you get a lot of, of the... Um, other nationals that are here, a lot of embassies and that sort of thing will be in this area. So you get a lot of, a lot more interaction with Western culture here than you would anywhere else in the country. Um, on the way to Kibadula, which is in the uh, South Central Highlands, you come through um, Mikumi National Park. It's only about 50 kilometers through. It's not that large. But you get to see some nice characters there. These guys are hard to photograph. This is the only guy that actually looked at me. Um, the rest of them, they park facing away from the road. It's not such a great photograph to church. church. So, but, you know, he was, he was the curious one. Um, these are, can't figure out if they're coming or going, but they're, they have, they're not shy. They're not bashful at all. This is, this is like, I don't know, 50 feet off the road. Um, so the wildlife here doesn't even pay attention anymore. The only thing that, that bothers them is if you stop, then they'll freak out. If you drive through, you know, 40 kilometers an hour, you know, no problem. The baboons do that. They, they'll run along the road, and no problem. Da, 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 da. You stop, gone. Um, very beautiful. So I've got some photographs of some things that I'm not sure what they are. Um, there's a whole herd. I've got a, a, a picture of a herd of these, but with these little little guys. They look like little rodents. Well, big rodents, but they're so far away I can't tell what they were. Um, we did see an elephant on the way in. This is actually taken on the way leaving Tanzania, the week, the week I left. But this is the road you come up to get into the highlands. So you can, you can tell it's, this is not insignificant. Where I stayed was about 6,000 feet elevation. So it was very nice because you didn't have that 90 degree, 93 high humidity every day. Um, it was quite tame and um, even balanced. Um, but the day that I did leave, there was frost on the ground in Africa. Um, and this is, this is my abode while I was at Kibidula. This used to be an old logging house, and it used to be a, a little school. I used to teach out of it, and this, as you can tell, is laundry day. 
Um, so it's probably Sunday. Um, we have uh, one of the um, students at the ag school. She came over and um, she would do my laundry clean the house once a week. Um, it helped to give them a little bit of funds because they have nothing. They're, they're away from home. They have no way of doing, having an income at all. Um, they put, up, put them up there. They're supposed to sustain themselves through their own, um, their own farming at that point. But um, it, it gives them something to do and gives them some extra money to do some things. Um, no, I skipped, I think, on this one to the next. Yes. This is the primary school. Now, this is on the upper campus. Okay, now, imagine you're in my house. You step out the door to the road where the picture was taken from. You go left. You'll get a split, and then there's a, a road that goes to the left. You follow that road to the left, and you'll run into this school. It's about mm, half a kilometer from my house. Um, we have children from villages, surrounding villages, that go to school here. And um, the one addition on this side is, is recent addition. And they have, behind the school, they have um, a, little, um, a little farm, a little um, garden. They do potatoes and some other things. But they take and they sell the potatoes to help raise funds for the school and stuff. Um, you'll see some other things a little bit later. I'll show you. They, they brought water up to the school. If you go straight through the trees that way, you'll run into my house about half a kilometer away. But they had to, on the other side of my house and down into a valley, there's a, a water pump that pumps water to most of the um, campus. And they pulled a line all the way from there all the way to the school while I was there. I have a picture of the ag students. This is another way they help the, uh, the students there to earn a little money is they, they'll do like large projects like this that need a lot of, lot of hands. They'll hire them to do stuff like that. Um, and these are the ag students. This is the graduation when I was there. They, gradu- they go there for two years, so they have one graduating class every year. So they have a starting class every year, so they have, you know, like a first year, second year. So this is their graduating class. This is the lower campus. You've got the classrooms on this side, classrooms on this side. What's behind them is the cafeteria. Um, if I got, yeah, this young lady right here, she's my housekeeper. And um, so this is graduation day. It is a full day affair. Um, a lot of singing, a lot of speaking. must have had seven people speak that day. Families come from all over the place, except for one young man. He didn't have any family. Um, but they have the graduation ceremony in the, um, the cafeteria there. And uh, these rooms here also double as um, education for the Lay Evangelist Training Center here. Okay, this is for the Tanzania Church. They do the training for the entire country in this school here. So they'll put about 30, they have five, two classes, <clears throat> two classes a year. They run five months, month off, five months, month off. And I think they have anywhere from 30 to 40 some students, every class. So this is the Lay Evangelist Training Center for Tanzania. They um, also, beyond the the evangelists they um, train for the church, they also employ 30 of their own evangelists. Kibadula funds them, and they're all spread out all around the country. One of the reasons for the project that I was involved with. 
here you got the students, this is out behind my house, and this is where they're digging the trench. They're using big hose. We, we, we don't have hose like this in the United States. They don't, they don't know how to make a good hoe here. Um, I mean, the heads of them are like this big. They're huge. Anyway, they're putting down pipe that goes through their uh, plastic, black plastic PVC piping that goes down there. Um, they only chopped it in a couple of places. Um, <clears throat> one of the other things that Kibadula does is they build one-day churches. <clears throat> They're one of the most prolific one-day church builders in Africa. They are pretty much the dominant or the only one-day church building organization in Tanzania. This is one of them. This is outside of Mafinga in a small little, and call it a burb, I guess. Mafinga's not really that big. But it's a small little town. You have to drive through a cornfield. You'll see the corn behind on the right there. It's big sunflowers. You have to drive through this thing and it's like to get to it. But, you know, you've got people with the Land Rover. That's um, Kibadula's. Um, the church is full. This is everybody else. And this is only halfway through. By the end of the day, you know, this place was just kind of packed. Um, they started in the morning and they didn't get... We left at 5 in the afternoon, and they still weren't done. So they had church, they had their services, they had potluck outside, then it started right up again. They did, you know, part health seminar, um, evangelistic. So this is kind of a big effort that they put together around the Mathinga area to bring everybody into this one church for that one day. Um, choirs come in and sing. Um, they had one of the, the Mathinga church choir in there. So... Um, Music, by the way, is very, very big in Tanzania, as well as probably a lot of Africa. Um, you'll, I've got something for you later, and you'll get to hear it. Uh, it just seems to be, it's one of the things, my grandfather was a, a deacon in the church, Seventh-day Adventist Church in Maine, when I was, I was actually this big once. Um, and we got to see Mission Spotlight before anybody else. But you've got those little slides, you go, you know, and you got that cassette recorder. It goes, me, you know. But you get all that, that, that music in the background. And that has always stuck with me. It's, it, the, the harmony, it, it's just so unique and so beautiful. I love it. I can't wait to heaven when you have all of Africa singing at once. That would be beautiful. Um, by the way, when Kibadula builds one-day churches, they do ten in a week with six people. They've got their own truck. They've got everything. When they, they get churches, they get 40 at a time shipped to them in a shipping container. Then they get to use the shipping container for other things. This is the church. If you went past the school, away from my house, and just a little bit farther down the road, this is the church. This is not Kibadula's church. It's for the community. Okay? Um, when the students are around and everything... This church has about 200 people in it, so it's packed. Plus, it has not one, but two choirs, two choirs. So, and what's going on here is that church is over, and when, when I first got there, everybody would be let out, and the choir would sing while everybody's getting out, and then the choir would come out. Then they got to the point where, well, the choir would come out first, and then everybody would come out. And the choir stays, and they keep singing until everybody's out in the courtyard. And if they run out of one song, they start another song. 
and, you know, everybody just doesn't get into, you know, churches are gone, you know. No, they come out and they just, everybody hangs out in the courtyard while the, the choir comes out and sings. It's really, really cool. Okay, my house is right here. You come out, turn to your right, and this is what you see. This is the road that runs by my house. If you go this way, you got that fork up left to the church. If you go this way, that takes you down campus to where the um, evangelist and the uh, ag school is. And it's about two kilometers downhill, and it's a long way. Riding bike up at 6,000 feet takes me 23 minutes to get from the bottom to um, up here where I'm ready to die. So <laughs> in, this, in this enclosure here, by the way, I think it's, it's, it's hard to understand because the enclosure comes this way, this way, that way, and is wide open in the backside. And everybody comes across this trail on the far side going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. It's like it doesn't really keep anybody out. But this is where they have vehicles, um, some of the uh, other vehicles, tractors and stuff. When they do, they have heavy haulers that they do stuff with. Um, so they'll keep that in there. They have like, almost like a, a mill back there as well. This used to be a, owned by a lumber baron. So a lot of that stuff was built into this when they, when they received it. And the directors, that's his truck sitting up on that. There's a shipping container down there. It's just sitting on top of there. I don't know why you put it there. He's from Canada. What do you expect? Um, when you get past the fence here, when you get down to the wall, you see it, it goes down. You're going to see two things here. This is the hangar, the new hangar. This is where I spent most of my time, right here. This is another hangar. This is their original hangar, right here. This is where they keep the one-day church materials plus the truck. They can, they'll put all ten churches on one truck. And it's in there. They'll pull it out, load it up. All the generators they need, um, they have, well, they have a generator, and they have, like, six um, DeWalt, you know, heavy-duty um, drill kits that they take out with them. So they'll just pull out and gone. But this is, where I, um, this is where I spend a majority of my time. If you go past it to the right and keep going, angle off a little bit to the left, this is the runway that runs this direction. Nice, it's 3,000 feet or so, I guess. Pretty nice, really flat. Um, these are the mission's um, kids. They come out on Sunday afternoons usually, and they'll do some, play some games up there. Um, you've got families from Switzerland. Um, you know, different, you've got um, the director. He's from Canada. His wife's from South Africa. There's a, a single guy from South Africa. There's a lady. She's single. She's from Norway. And you have two families from Switzerland. The wives are sisters. And who else do we have? And you've got me from Wisconsin. Um, so I used to go out there and play around, but after five minutes, you know, you got this kid that just keeps running past you, and it's like you're ready to have a heart attack. So I watch. This is a place not far from the church. And I believe one of the staff members lives here. This is more the kind of housing you'll find in Africa. A lot of times, the farther out you get, you won't find doors. You'll find tarps, if anything. Um, 
there's like a cooking shed out here. There's like an outhouse out there. They won't cook in the main house. Um, they cook with an open fire mostly. No electricity. Um, you'll see when I get to the hangar. Um, one of the things they were trying to do is they had um, a single-unit solar-powered lights that they were putting into the um, staff homes, and it would give them light for about an, an hour or two at night instead of using kerosene lamps. It's a lot cheaper, more effective for them. They were putting those in for them to help them out. But this is, this is example, aluminum roofing, if you have money. If not, you know, the thatch. And the aluminum is really thin. If you, if you try walking across it in between the beams, it's great, you know. It's not really that great. But it helps keep the water out. This is Mafinga. This is the town that's near Kibadula. We're about half an hour drive. We're about 17 kilometers off the main road. And the main road that goes from Dar es Salaam all the way to Zambia goes right through Mafinga. This is town just grew up alongside the road and just goes out from it. Its base is everything, the trucking that comes through on the road. So this is shopping day. You get, um, they're filling up LP tanks, swapping them out for that day. A uh, guy with the Superman shirt, his name is, um, oh, don't do this. I'll get back to him. The guy in the Smoky Bear hat's Fritz. He's, he's from Switzerland. He was there for five months just um, helping out. This is the Rosses, the guy with the, the hat on and the woman with the red shirt on, his husband and wife. They're the ones who picked me up in Dar with the four kids. He's going to kill me. I can't remember his name. <laughs> it's a, it's a, no, it's Reno. Reno is his name. Um, he's from South Africa. He's there to help out in the office. And uh, those are the shopping baskets there. And um, we're just filling up with gas. The gas station actually has some import foods that you can't find anywhere else. So it, this is kind of like a, a hunt and scratch thing because there's stuff for sale everywhere in Mafinga. And you've got to have somebody who's lived there for a while to know where it all is. But you can see the town. This is the open market, and you'll have, this is the vegetable part, or the fruit part. Downside, one side, and there's an aisle up the middle for the, the workers to work in. Over a few buildings that way is another one that does the vegetables. So, and then you have another whole thing behind. And the longer I was there, the more I wandered around, the more I figured out, man, it's just this huge, just complex of shops and everything. You can get radios. You can get, you know, they have hardware stores all over the place. And, I mean, just, just about anything you can find here except lower quality um, there's some things you can't find there, but, you know, the fruit is, is awesome. The vegetable is really awesome. You can't find squash, but you can get, you know, peppers and onions. The only onions you'll find are red onions, and they're usually about that big, you know. That's during the winter season. You know, summer they'll get bigger. Um, you get cucumbers and stuff. You learn to cook, cook your, your, you know, dishes differently. But you always have beans. You always have rice, flour, corn. Um, they have corn on the cob, but it's sort of like chewing leather. It's it's field corn, and they'll 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 cook it on a on a you know on a uh, kettle right by the side of the road, and they'll have these things sticking up in, on sticks or whatever. And buses come by. Okay, when a bus comes by, and they stop, it's like, 
you've got, you know, 50, 60 people. They got boxes on their heads. They're selling bubble gum. They're selling um, stockings. They're selling shoes, socks, radios, you know, razor blades, <laughs> anything. It, it's just, this is market. You know, you're on a bus, you're going to get market marketed. Um, there's road construction. That when you go from like Mafinga to Oringa, the regional capital, there's construction going on. And these people know where the, the stops are because you stop one way and they'll come this out this way. So it gives everybody the time to, poof, you know, and they'll walk the whole line. They'll do this in Dar in, at, in the middle of rush hour, in the middle of the city, you know, three, four lanes wide. And boom, red light, right down the, the traffic. You know, there's in-between cars. And, you know, so this is, this is how they... They survive. Somebody will go buy a bunch of cashews, and they'll just walk through traffic and selling cashews, you know, little bags of cashews or whatever. This is how they support their families for a lot of people. It's, it's different. There's people who can af- afford their own shops, but the shops are really small. Every one of these is a different shopkeeper. It's like from here to here is the sh- one shopkeeper. Okay, then you got another one right there, and you got another one right there, you know, and it's a you know, this is their family business. This is how they survive. They store their stuff underneath here at night. They just push it underneath there, pull it out the next day. And along this right here, there's indoor shops along this line right here. I mean, just right there. And towards that end, there's a place, an electronics store with stereo equipment. And it's just blaring. Just And... They'll, they'll do a lot of Christian music, but you can't tell it from anything else because that's the way they do Christian music over there. It's, it's, it's just, it's obnoxious. You see Stone Age right next to, you know, you know, westernization, you know, five feet literally from each other. It's a contradiction in terms. Um, you see here, these gentlemen here, they're sitting on motorcycles, they're cab drivers. They're just looking for somebody to give a ride to. And a whole bunch of bikes. This is a, a big bottle of Coca-Cola right here. Advertisement all over the place. The market that I showed you is on this side back over here. This huge, huge, huge complex over here. And it goes beyond. Hardware stores all over. You know, Nice vehicles, a lot of bikes, brand new bikes. You can get your rakes, your shovels, and all this other stuff. But just don't expect it to be a good quality as you can get here. This is a Ringa. We, um, we stopped one day. This is where we go every, they go once a month and they have to do their banking. So you go here. This is the regional capital. You'll have a few images here, but you'll see this. This Vodacom. Cell, cell phones everywhere. Everybody got cell phones. But you'll see Vodacom in the middle of nowhere. You'll see a hut in the middle of absolutely nowhere with Vodacom on the side of it. Okay? You'll see Vodacom. You'll see Coca-Cola, um, like Airtel. I mean, they'll put pool tables underneath a, a thatched hut in the middle of a, um, you know, uh, I don't know how to describe it. You know, it's, it's like a second century, you know, village in the middle of nowhere. You know, and they'll be outside playing pool and... It's just really bizarre. You've got two shops here. You've got the hubcap shop, and this is the auto parts. You know, you've got these things here. And there's nice stuff in these places. There really is. And then this is your Vodacom shop. Someplace, this will have a, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, toothbrush, 
toothpaste, you know, soap, toilet paper, or whatever, but you can always get your Vodacom there. You buy your minutes, and you plug in a number, okay, a code, and it gives you so many. It gives you, it doesn't call by minutes, it goes by shillings, and they take, reduce the price every month. So you can always monitor what you've got. Um, you do internet through, through your, what's called a dongle. It's, um, you have some, I actually use one for my computer now because mine is broke. But it, it's like a, um, a thumb drive that's a wireless connection to the Wi-Fi system, the cell systems. Now, if you take this and you literally look 20 feet to the right, this is what you see next to those two shops. This is an alleyway, and you can see the housing right there. Okay, this is where people live. This gets back into the housing just off the street. I've got another picture. Somebody comes out, and they're actually going to cook lunch right there. You go another 10 feet to the right, and you see this woman. She is a seamstress. One of the, there's a lot of tailoring. You see outside in the lobby, you'll see some material. There's a lot of that. It's beautiful, beautiful material that they have there. And they will custom make clothing for people. And they, they are all over the place. And you'll have a small shop that's about as wide as that pew and, you know, as deep as from here to there. And that's their shop. So, you know, this just huge um, diversity. This is in Oringa as well. This is Neme Market, and I've got a few things of theirs out on the table. Now, you'll see to the right behind, there's a building with a cross on it. This is run by a church organization. Up on the top, there's a, um, a restaurant, plus there are meeting rooms. Um, one of the times we went there, they were having a, um, a national um, conference for, like, the, um, the media, okay? They were up in there. Down here is a little shop where you can shop for stuff, but back in here, it's a craft um, studios, and they have other buildings. And it's... It, um, It's for the handicapped. People who can't, you know, walk or whatever, they'll give them uh, wheelchairs, uh, bicycles, hand-operated bicycles and stuff. So this gives them the opportunity and a venue to sell their products to support themselves instead of being dependent upon the state or begging. Um, yeah. This is Malawi. Halfway through, you have to leave the country if you're on a tourist visa, you have to leave every 90 days. This is where I went. Um, this is just south of Tanzania. This is a story in and of itself. Um, maybe I'll save that for another day, but this will give you an idea. This is a mini, mini van. Okay, this is a taxi cab from the border to the town I went to. I, as you can see, am in the back seat. There are three people to my side. There are four to my front. There's a kid in there. There's one there. There's one there. We got stopped by the police because the guy was carrying gasoline cans in there. But anyway, this is the first time. Oh, we almost didn't make it back to the border because we ran out of gas before we got there. We just happened to run. The guy was sitting here running the car. Down the road. And we finally came to a stop. We just happened to stop right in front of somebody who had a jug of gas right before the border. And by the way, there's a Seventh-day Adventist church right by the border there. 
I'm going to tell you a story about this later. Some other time you have to invite me back for it because God did something absolutely amazing here for me. Um, that's where I stayed. It's right by the ocean. Or not the ocean, a lake. It's like the third largest lake in, in Africa. And you can see the mountains around it. Actually, Tanzania is right on the other side. Um, my picture is there. It was a little obscured. You couldn't really tell the mountains from there. But this is really beautiful, really beautiful. Okay, this is why I went. So I'll let you see inside the hangar. This is what it looked like when I got there. You can see the, uh, the solar panels I was telling you about right here. They're little things. The aircraft was in parts that had been fabricated, but not completely put together. So first thing I did was, you know, kind of arrange things, get the tables cleared, get those off, things where I could work and organize and stuff. Um, different views of it. You can, this is daylight, okay? There's no lights here. Well, there are lights, but they're not on. Um, they have light panels in the ceiling, and it, it's really a nice, nice way they have this set up so you don't really have to rely on power so much. Um, engine. The shipping container is part of the hangar. This is where they keep all the parts, tools, and a bunch of other stuff in here. So shipping containers are a real key for them. They use them for storage. They're very valuable. Um, doing some work on the landing gear here, getting it ready to put on the uh, strut. You had to take it, I had to take it all apart. Everything had been drilled, kind of been put there in place, but not finished. You have to deburr them before you finally attach them. There's a lot of work that went into trying to figure out when to do the final um, riveting. Otherwise, you rivet it and say, oh, i got to take that apart again and, and put this piece in there. So the, it's the, the instructions weren't that great. Um, so that was probably the most challenging part of it all. Um, we had to do some spraying of our, uh, some of the internal components before we put them in. Uh, the paint over there, it's not very good quality, but at least it stops the corrosion. It helps for, protect it. Um, this is where we got the landing gear finally on. Some of the work, you have to do your own doors, put them together. Um, when we put the wings on, finally called the troops in. And uh, there's Reno again. These uh, two gentlemen here on the end, um, they're the Vobbers. They're from um, Switzerland. Uh, the young man, he just went off to um, school with his brothers in uh, Austria. So he's now in, in his uh, um, secondary education. Um, so this is towards the end. And this was the final Sabbath before I went, came back to America. Um, I got as many as the people that I could who weren't sick. Um, there's a bug going around. And um, so you see some of, the, some of the kids in here sitting in there having some fun. Uh, this Shooks. These are my neighbors over here. If, I, if it wasn't for Doug, I'd have, I'd, I don't know if I'd have made it back. I, had, I caught something in chest cold or something, and I was coughing so bad I would just keep pulling muscles here and there, and it was just excruciating. But he's a massage therapist. Praise God. He would work on me and, ooh, did that hurt? But it helped immensely. So um, they, they do the other mission that they have is they're there to do um, health ministry outreach. Now, after I left, 
they're, they're moving, they're going all over the country, giving seminars everywhere. This is another reason for the airplane, because it takes days to get where they're going over some of the just most brutal roads you can think of. And that plane can turn it into hours instead of days. So another reason for the aircraft. Um, this is another one of the missions that they did when I was there. The women went to a local village not far away, and they did a, a um, evangelistic series in this little hut with the tarps over it. There's actually an Adventist church in the village, but they did it out here. Um, nobody bothered to figure out why to, to do use the church, but I think the people were afraid. There's a Catholic presence here, and they were afraid to come. And they would sit there, and they would do this series and crank the stereo, the loudspeakers up as loud as they could go. The kids would come after a while, and then finally, this is like the last day, and it's just packed. Um, this is another village church that we went to. The Rosses go out like once a month, though, instead of just sticking around. They'll do a, an English-speaking church once a month. They'll go to Kibidula oh, for a couple of weeks, and then they'll go to another village church. They preach in Swahili. In Kibidula, they'll translate. Okay, so once a month we get an English, we'll go into somebody's home and we'll have a, a, a sermon or a presentation in English that doesn't have to be translated. But these are not translated. So whatever you, you understand in Swahili, that's what you get. But this is potluck, and they have a wonderful... They give you a dish of uh, beans and rice and greens, and you see, no silverware. But I'll tell you what, there ain't nobody on planet Earth does beans and rice like these folks do. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And um, I've got some of the pictures of the guys next to me. They were laughing at me, something fierce, because I had this little, this little scoop and thumb it in technique, and they just thought it was funny as so I'll get out. But there's the Rosses again. And this is my favorite little machine. Uh, these guys were from one of the villages. They let them come in and, and get these long poles. They'll either use them for fence poles or they'll use them as a fire. They don't burn fires like we do, where they pile up a bunch of wood, you know, start to fire. What they do is they'll have like a a little ring with a pot on top of it. They'll start a little fire and put a pole in there, and they'll keep pushing the pole in a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. And that's how they cook, like that. So they could be using for anything. But this thing is, uh, you can hear it from a mile away. It goes, pop, So when you hear this thing coming, man, I heard this a couple of weeks in and not for a couple of months, but... They're really pretty neat. They're just the two wheels with the big old handlebars. And just so I like that. So that's pretty much my experience there. One thing I want to do at the end here, well, a couple of things. But first, I want to have them play this for you. This is Vespers. And this is the youth from the agriculture school. They had been here for only a couple of weeks. They come from all over. And when you hear this, you're going to be amazed at the sound.
They don't stop like, they just go poof. Vespers for them is all about singing. And they'll sing in little groups. They'll pick up a group and they just do this during the week. They'll get together all on their own and they come up with these songs and they'll sing them as four or as, you know, the guys or the girls. And they just come in and they do this. And it is just, it reaches back to when I was a kid. And it is a special thing for me. And I appreciate that. If I could have the elders come up for a moment, to take just a second. I appreciate your patience. On Sundays in Mafinga, they open up the, well, there's a paved road that goes around the normal market area and shops area. And on Sundays, that is wall-to-wall, or should I say side or ditch-to-ditch marketing. Everybody brings, throws down their blanket, and they've got their, their um, plates and silverware. They've got their um, this, that, whatever, and material, and you can just walk through it. It's, I don't know it's, um, if there's anything. I guess if you go to the Capitol um, on Art Fair and the Square Day, and then just put it in the middle of the street. And that's kind of what it's like. It's just everywhere. I was walking through there one day, and I saw this. And I, if you'll see the material out there, I just I love the colors that they have. So I was looking at this one caught my eye. And I saw it, and I go, wow, that one's pretty awesome. And then I felt it. And I go, wow, that's not quite so awesome. But then again, every time they have different kinds of materials, some of them have writing on them. And you'll notice that the sermon today is Asante Mungu. Asante Mungu. That's what it looks like. Asante is Swahili for thank you. And Mungu is the name for God. So this says literally, thank you God. And I would like to give this to you, church, in thanks to you for being there when God had use for you. Everything that you saw today was done and able to be done because you said yes to Jesus. I thank you and I thank him for allowing me to do this work. Thank you. Dear Father in heaven, Your love translates all language. Father, thank you for the gift that you have given us. Please put a burning, burning urgency in our hearts to share that love with all that we meet. In Jesus' name, we praise you and thank you. Amen.